0: Let's make this the year that we finally start asking those hard questions about ourselves, what we are truly trying to accomplish with our money, why we spend the money that we do, why do we go into debt in the first place? Not just paying off debt, but understanding these deeper things that are happening inside of ourselves with our emotions. But not only that, giving ourselves permission to answer honestly
1: everyone, Emily here coming to you from the AG studio. You are listening to Hurdle, a wellness focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential and of course, have some fun along the way. For Hurdle Moment this week, I am bringing in a money expert, and her name is Kamiko Love. You may recognize her because you follow her on social, one of her millions of followers over at The Budget Mom, or perhaps you're just a dedicated hurdler because Kamiko has been on the show before. The last time she came on, we talked all about financial wellness, and we're back to do it together again. In honor of the fact that Kamiko is launching her new book this week. The book is called My Money, My Way, and that is exactly what we are talking about. In today's hurdle Moment episode, we are chatting about how to be smarter about your money in 2022. Like a lot of the, gosh, difficulties that we go through, right? Nothing can be done until you admit to yourself where you're at. Maybe you are navigating debt. Maybe you want to get into investing. Maybe you want to be better about saving. Maybe you want to be better at spending only cash. I mean, God, the financial goals, they are abundant. But Kumiko says in today's episode that when you recognize where you're at, then you can really focus on where you wanna go. We talk about her best practice tips, for everything from investing to budgeting. I just was sitting here behind the microphone, listening to her at moments being like, you are such a wealth of knowledge. And I just felt excited, <laughs> invigorated to bring it to all of you. So grateful for Kimiko's time. Again, excited for her new book, My Money, My Way. I will make sure to link to that in the show notes. And let me know if you love this kind of content. I'm always thinking about different aspects of wellness, ones that we may not focus on so much here in the feed. I want to be bringing you the stuff that you find helpful, the stuff that you really enjoy. So make sure to tag the show over on social with that feedback. It's over at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. And I do want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has taken the time to review the show over in Apple Podcasts or whatever you get your podcast. I've been seeing a lot of good stuff in there lately. Give it five stars. Show the world your love, your appreciation for being a hurdler. It means the world. And I, yeah, that's it. Just a little love letter from me to you. That's it for now. With that, let's get to hurdling. Today, I am sitting down with Kamiko Love. She is a friend of the pod that are known to so many as the budget mom. How are you doing today? Good. Doing good doing good. I am amped to bring you back for a few reasons. The first reason, the first time you were on the show, I got so much great feedback. People really appreciated all the tips that you had to give us about financial wellness. I'll make sure to link to that episode here in the show notes. But big news, you have a book coming out soon called My Money, My Way. How does it feel to be able to soon add author to all of your things?
0: Well, it's overwhelming for sure. And it's It's funny because I never believed in a million years that I would ever write a book. So funny fact about me, I actually don't enjoy writing. (laughs) I, you know, it's a I've never been a great writer. I've always been able to I'm much more of a speaker. Yeah. So when I like, I'm able to portray the emotion that I really want to connect with people through speaking rather than writing. So that definitely was a challenge, but I am so excited that it's finally here. It's done. You know, writing a book is a big process. It, it takes a really long time. And it's definitely something, one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, but I'm so glad we did it. And I decided to do it because this is ultimately for You know, changing lives, and that was really the mission of the book. So I'm, I'm just overwhelmed and excited. Wow. So you say it takes a long time for you. When did you start this
1: whole process?
0: So we started about a year and a half ago. Really? Yes. It was a little after the pandemic when that really started firing up, and we were going into our first lockdown. Um, and you know, for years, my community has been asking for a book, Miko. Please put, you know all of this information that you've been giving us the last six years, like in one place, (laughs) put it in one place where I can, I can find it. So, but you know, after so many years of doing this, you know, I started back in 2016 with the budget mom and kind of sharing my journey. And so the content was kind of sporadically all over the place. And, but what I realized too, is that, gosh, there was so much more I wanted to say where I felt like I needed to say things, um, that I haven't really had the chance to really go into de- deep detail on. And so This book was my perfect opportunity to do that. For
1: you, when you say, I had so much more to say, do you feel like it was almost bringing you into the things that you talk about a little bit more, like providing a little bit more personal context, shedding some light on why these things matter so much to you? Because I would assume that, you know, a lot of people love your content because it is so digestible and easy to understand and really breaks down a lot of things in a way that maybe they weren't thinking of it beforehand.
0: Yes, absolutely a hundred percent i this this writing this book was a self-discovery journey on its own for sure. you know, and I really struggled for many I guess it helps really solidify what you are trying to say in a very clear way, right? For example, I've been working on my financial journey for ten years, and I discovered something this state of being, this this state of feeling, and for so long, I had a hard time figuring out what exactly do you call this how do you define what i have found in my life what what do you how do you even go about explaining this and 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 defining it so i really had to do this kind of self discovery and really get concise and specific about what i have found in my own life And what I hope other people find in theirs after reading this book.
1: Money is such an emotional thing, right? Like your feelings around money, how we feel when we have it, how we feel when we don't have it, how we feel when we're worried about losing it. So many different, you know, strong feelings tied To money and how we earn it and what we do with it and et cetera. So I can totally relate to that. And it's interesting that idea of I don't know what to call this stage. When you get to a place where your financial health is just exactly where you hope for it to be, if not exceeding your expectations, I feel like the word I would use to describe that is really just freedom.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny because we thought about using freedom, but I for me it was like it's not just freedom, it was this. Peace of mind is what kept popping up in my mind. Peace of mind, especially as a single mom, something that I have been searching for for so long. But then I realized that it's all encompassing in all aspect and areas of my life, from the relationships that I have to the decisions that I'm making on a daily basis, to the perspective and the way that I see things, to the change and the value and how I value things in my life. It trickles into every aspect of your life. So it's not just financial freedom. I really call it financial fulfillment. And that's what we called it in the book. And that is the end goal for every reader to accomplish and discover for themselves
1: love that financial fulfillment on finding financial fulfillment oh it just yes. makes it gives me the chills it makes me <laughs> it makes me want to find it so on that topic that's exactly what we're here to talk about today here we are January 2022 and we are thinking about maybe in a way that we haven't thought in some time about priorities and budgeting and our finances. And this is obviously exactly where you come in. So I would love if we could unpack a few of your top tips and tricks for someone that is really looking to find that fulfillment. In the new year? Where do we even begin?
0: So, first, we have to realize you know, when most people, especially on a starting a new year, we get all hyped and excited about finally making progress with our financial goals and making all these these shifts and these tweaks and these changes in our lives to do better with our money. But what we really need to understand from the get go is one, this is not an overnight fix, this is a transformation. And that transformation starts and really begins with understanding yourself. A lot of the time we start this new year saying, I want to save $5,000 or I want to pay off all of my debt, right? But that's the thing. Those are only the end goals. Lasting financial change in your life does not start or end with hitting a specific goal. It happens when we can manage our finances well, even after we have hit our goal. And the only way to do that is I am encouraging everybody, especially if we're going, you know, we're talking about new year changes with our finances. Instead of looking at it as wanting to do better with their finances, let's start it off as a journey of discovering more about ourselves. Let's make this the year that we finally start asking those hard questions about learning about ourselves, what we are truly trying to accomplish with our money, why we spend the money that we do. Why do we go into debt in the first place? Not just paying off debt, but understanding these deeper things that are happening inside of ourselves with our emotions. But not only that, giving ourselves permission to answer honestly, right? I asked, it's so funny because during this whole new year, new you, which I really hate that saying, but I always say new year, better you. It's not a new you, right? We're just improving and growing from the individuals that we were last year, right? Which is such an important part of our story. We are not new you starting over. We are in fact using what we have learned in the past to be better. Anyway, so that's my little take on the whole new year, new you. (laughs) But, But really, it comes down to Making this the year that you discover and truly know who you are and answering that question, what the heck are you trying to accomplish with your money? No, I mean, that's an
1: excellent question. And it's so interesting hearing you talk about the emotions that go hand in hand with finances, because it rings true also making me think about perhaps the emotions that go hand in hand with why we act a certain way, why we eat certain things. I mean, come on, emotional eating and emotional spending to like very frequent and like popular topics of discussion here, something that I can certainly relate with and something that you really do need to do a little bit of work to uncover to understand why you do both things. What is going on in my life when I walk over to the fridge? For me, I've literally realized that every single time I sit down at my desk and I'm about to start like a really big project, I have a gut instinct to, at first, before I start, get up, walk to the fridge and like do a little investigation.
0: <laughs> right. So yeah, I you know I call this hard the hard work of financial change. You know, this is beyond just the surface level solutions that we are all searching for. This is the actual deep crap that will actually cause lasting change in your life. And that's really what we're trying to accomplish. I know a lot of us say it's to invest, it's to pay off debts, to save, but really we're all looking for something deeper, right? And I really do feel that to get to financial fulfillment, you need to first and foremost understand yourself because, let's be honest, this journey starts with you. It starts with you, not your money, not the numbers, not your debt, not your income. It starts with you. That's where the change starts and really happens. And so I think that if we can change this shift, this conversation from, I just want to accomplish paying off my debt, or I just want to save this much money, or I want to invest this. Instead, make it the year of really discovering who you are. It's funny. I ask a lot of people who are just starting this journey, like and going into a year, you know, what makes you happy? What, what brings value to your life? And for so many people, they hesitate. They can't even truly answer that question. What, br- what makes you happy? What brings value to to your life? And what are you truly trying to accomplish with your money? Some people even get afraid to say what they truly want out loud because it doesn't fit the mold that we have been given that defines success and value for everybody else and ourselves. Right. Right. We kind of been there. So they get they start to doubt themselves like, am I really supposed to want that? Like, am I, is that something that I, is it okay to dream that bit or is it okay? You know, they start to doubt themselves, but I'm telling you, once you understand yourself and find financial fulfillment, it won't matter.
1: The first step here, acknowledging where you're at, being honest with yourself about what's actually happening so that you can get a better understanding of the current situation and figure out and better articulate where you want to go. What's the next step that you would recommend to someone on their journey for financial fulfillment?
0: So they need to ask themselves, why are they on this journey in the first place? And I call this finding your why or your purpose. Now, this is a, this is something, you know, I think everyone kind of gets to this point in their life where it's like that initial push to cause and spur change, you know, whether it, some people call this rock bottom, you know, getting maybe your car repossessed or getting into so much credit card debt where you're having a hard time paying the bills. It's getting to this point in your life where you're like, I don't want to live this way anymore. I deserve something better. I want something more. And so really that initial push and spur for change in our lives with our finances is what I call finding your why. Why the heck are you doing this? For instance, why is people here listening to this podcast? There's a reason, right? We Mm -hmm. need to identify that reason. The next step everyone needs to do is bring awareness into their lives. You cannot change what you do not know, period. I know there are a lot of people out there that say, oh, tracking your spending is a waste of time. It actually works against you because you're spending too much time tracking and not enough time doing the actual work I think it's all bullcrap you need to track your spending period it takes work yes it takes time yes but that time and effort and work is worth it because until you know your starting place you can't have change because you can't change what you don't know the next thing I really tell people that next step is awareness is as scary as it might be sometimes. And we may not want to look at it in the face, but we have to. And I'm telling you now, there's a lot of people out there who have anxiety and fear around looking at where their money is really going. Like, I don't want to know, right? (laughs) But the truth is, I promise you now, when you first initially look at it, yes, you might feel sad. You might feel scared. You might even feel like, geez, I'm never going to get through this. After a while, that all kind of subsides because finally for the first time you understand the mountain you have to climb and that awareness all of a sudden turns from fear into the excitement of knowing, okay, this is where I'm starting, but you know what? I know exactly what I have to tackle now. I know exactly what is happening, what's going on. It's always scarier to be in the unknown than it is the known.
1: That's kind of my motto, right? Not just as you said, articulating the emotions behind what's going on, but then really getting into the nitty gritty of what is actually happening. So we have this person, they are taking ownership they are like ready to get really uncomfortable. A question that you probably get often. And I know that you have some tools on your website and via your Instagram and your social platforms is what should I be using to keep track of all this stuff?
0: Yes, it is a lot, right? It does seem kind of, I know I still get people who come to my Instagram and they're looking at all this stuff and they're like, Oh, this is so overwhelming. It's true. There's a lot of information being thrown at us once we start doing this work. And so you may not think about it this way, but organization and finances go hand in hand. Okay. They go together. A lot of people do not think about organization when they start talking about their finances, but it is pivotal from the workspace that you work in when you're sitting down looking over your budget or working through your financial routine, from the way that we decide to organize this information that we're discovering, our spending our debt, our savings, our investing. So organization is a huge, huge part. Now I am a huge believer. You have to do what works best for you. hundred percent. This is why my book is called my money, my way. Me personally, I track my spending manually. Okay. Like you said, you use a spreadsheet. Some, sometimes that's easier for people. For me though, my spending became very real and very tangible in my life when I could write it down and see it on paper. That was just me. That's how it clicked in my head. So Mm -hmm. I track all my spending. I spend about five to 10 minutes every morning tracking my spending from the day before. I use a printed out expense tracker that is in my budget by paycheck workbook. And I use the highlighter method. Something that I discovered on my journey is one of the things that you also have to discover for yourself is what kind of learner are you? and What are the things that motivate you on your financial journey? And I noticed for me, that's visual tools. I am a visual learner. So by writing my expenses out, using the highlighter method to highlight all my separate categories for me, that was very therapeutic. But not only that, it helped me visually to really understand the big picture, which was happening with my finances. And it's very motivating. So that's how I currently do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, two things to double click on here. You said the highlighter method. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that is?
0: Yes. So the highlighter method is essentially assigning a different highlighter color for every category in your budget. Okay. This happens during the process of tracking your spending. When you first start, a lot of people see these lists of all this spending. They're like, what do I do with all of this? The first thing is highlighting all the like transactions. We're going through on how to create budget categories in your life. We're getting to how you organize this information. So if you start highlighting like all your food purchases in blue, all your clothing purchases in pink, all your car and gas purchases in green, once you start doing this through your spending, all of a sudden you just organize all of your spending into your own unique budget categories without even knowing it. Right, And then once you have that, you can really tweak and perfect like, "Mm, maybe I don't want my eating out in my food budget. Maybe I need to separate it out because that's a problem spending area for me. So Mm -hmm. really, it's just a way, a process, a visual process of of organizing all of this content.
1: Totally. And I can seriously relate with you on being a visual person. I remember back years and years ago when I was going through a major weight loss, I hung up a pair of jeans that didn't fit just yet on the back of my bathroom door, and I would walk by them all of the time. And for me, seeing those jeans there helped me stay motivated and remember why it was that I was getting up early aside from, of course, so many of the mental benefits that came hand in hand with Working out and really working on that inner dialogue and my, the way that I talk to myself, uh, I would walk by those jeans all the time and be like, this is it. Like, this is, there they are. Here I am. Here I go. I can do this. I've got this. So many of these emotions that go hand in hand with finances, I think we can all really relate to, uh, definitely circulate in other areas of our lives.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a constant reminder of what you are fighting for. Right. And that's what the visual, like the visual trackers and the visual tools I use in my finances. That's exactly what it is. It's a daily reminder of, I am fighting for a life with my son, where I can seize opportunities without relying on debt. That is my why. I was going to say, so that's like
1: your mission statement. Like that is why you do all of these things.
0: Everything I do every single day is for my child and the life that I want to live with him because, you know, one of the things I talk about in the book is kind of my financial philosophy of truly finding this balance between living your life now while still taking care of your, your your future self and your goals that you're wanting to accomplish, right? it's really we get a, there's a big debate out there. you know, do you live your life now because life is short, or do you you know make sure that you can have everything you want in retirement, right? It's not mm-hmm. an either or. You can right. do both. And I'm a big believer that life is too short. I have been blessed with one life with my child. one. That's all I get. I will never get these moments back. My son will never be nine again. This is my time now to live this life that I want to with him. This is what I'm fighting for. You know, this is the emotional connection that you need to find with your purpose to really create that motivation and self-discipline in your life to get there.
1: taking a break from today's episode to give some love to my sponsor at AG1 from Athletic Greens. I don't know if I've said this before, but AG1 is currently working on their 53rd iteration of the product. Founded in New Zealand, Athletic Greens really, really cares about their product, about what they're making. And that is why they are so dedicated to that innovation. I talk about it all the time because I trust in it. I've been taking it for at least three years now. I've lost track of time. And I love that in one daily scoop, I shake it up in a cold, water bottle. (laughs) I get the antioxidant equivalent of 12 servings of fruits and vegetables plus 75 whole food sourced ingredients, including prebiotics, probiotics, adaptogens, and superfoods. Trust me when I say that drinking this every day, made a major difference in how I feel my energy levels, my God, my digestion. I mean it next to Nespresso. It's the first thing I put in my body every single day and I wouldn't have it any other way. Of course, they have a deal for you. Head on over to athleticgreens.com hurdle. Again, that is athleticgreens.com hurdle to get five free travel packs as well as a year's supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. No code necessary. Athleticgreens.com slash hurdle. Uh, Do you have any advice uh, or recommendations for someone who wants to work on creating their own personal financial statement?
0: Absolutely. Make sure that it's something that you can visualize, okay? So this is something where you need to attach a picture. I think it's really a lot easier when we can visualize where we are trying to go. Assign a picture to that. We can can hear it. We can feel it. We can see it, right? It's all-encompassing. The next thing is really asking yourself to make it specific. So when I first started my journey, my why was to pay off debt. Well, then I had to ask myself, why do I want to pay off debt? And then not only that, I had to ask myself, okay, if I pay off my debt, what does this mean for me here? What am I, what am I truly trying to get at? So I had to ask, well, why? well why over and over and over again till i kind of honed down this really specific like th- the deep root of why i was trying to accomplish what i wanted right and so over time my like over years my my purpose this mission statement kind of changed and evolved into something a lot bigger than myself your mission statement your and i call it your why should be something that is so important to you You get emotional speaking about it. I know a lot of people are afraid to bring emotions into finances because they believe that ultimately it can hurt you rather than help you, but that's only if your emotions control you. What happens when we can control our emotions and use them to our advantage? I cannot tell you how powerful it is to feel something so deeply for wanting a change in your life and fighting for something that's so much bigger than yourself, how powerful that is. And so it needs to be visual. It needs to be specific. And you need to keep asking the question, well, why? Well, why? Don't just start and keep at that surface level goal because your mission statement is not a goal. This is not a goal. Okay. It's more of a state of living, a state Mm -hmm. of being, it's something deeper, something bigger. And so there is no, there's like no finish line. Like a goal has a finish line. Once you reach it, you hit that goal, right? Mm -hmm. Not with your why, not with your mission statement. It's something that lives on forever. It's something that you're constantly trying to work and be better at and fight for. And, and that's why in, in the end of the book, I talk about how there is no finish line with our finances, At the end of 2022, right, it's not like you're finally going to get there and be like, oh, I'm done. I made it. It's finally over and now all my dreams come true. I'm sorry, but that's not how it works. If money is in your life, if you are getting it, if you are spending it, if you are managing it, there is no finish line here. It's all about growing and motivating and tweaking. And like I said, this is a transformation, a self-discovery of transformation that transforms the rest of our lives. I am hyped right now. I just
1: mentally uh, drafted up the email where I follow up with you and your team after we get off of this and think about like how we should be doing this every other month and like what we <laughs> need to focus on. And I'm just, I am lit because it's so right. And I I mean, your passion is so clear and so vibrant and so wonderful. And it, it's so exciting to speak with someone who truly feels as though they are acting in purpose, on purpose. And to hear you speak about the evolution of defining your why, that is truly something that so many people that are listening to this right now
0: can really, really relate to. And it's really special. It's unfortunate because oftentimes it's a step that a lot of people skip. Right. It's a lot. I mean, we go, we dive, we start diving right into the numbers, right? We start diving into the spreadsheets, writing numbers down on a piece of paper, trying to figure out our budgets. And we skip the most important step. And that is truly discovering your purpose. And that is what's going to motivate you, which is then going to lead to the self-discipline you need to get where you want to go. Well,
1: it's also, you know, whenever you set a new goal or say that you want to do something, if you don't take that inventory to ask yourself, like, why is this specific thing important to me? Because in today's society where it is so easy to pick up your phone and scroll and within seconds see someone that's doing something that looks really cool. And then all of a sudden you're like, maybe I should be doing this cool thing. And then you start looking into how you should be doing this cool thing without stopping and taking a pulse check and being like, is this something I? Truly want,
0: or do I just want it because it looks flashy and shiny on Instagram? Exactly. You know, that's the thing. Until you can create a plan written by you for you, you will always depend on someone else to define value and success in your life. And what that leads to oh my gosh, it's a big black hole. You know, you are self comparison, you are doubting yourself. Do I really want this? Mm-hmm. It, you know, like you said, like, is this really what I truly want? And what I found for financial fulfillment, there are three things, pivotal things, clarity, stability, and confidence. If you can find those three, three things in your life honestly, I truly believe you can find financial fulfillment. And once that happens, it won't matter what anyone else is doing, because you have defined success and value for yourself. And all of a sudden, when you look around, you're like, "Well, dang, I'm not saving that much money, or I'm not paying off that much debt. I, I'm never going to get there. I don't make as much as them." All of a sudden, it won't matter because you have defined success for yourself. And I think that's—it's really easy. You know, when I first started this journey it's really easy to get online when you're desperately searching for change to rely on someone else's method and steps and, and what they're trying to accomplish and what they say is important for you to accomplish in your life with your finances, because we don't really know that next step we're supposed, we're not really sure what we're supposed to want. Right? Right. We're not really sure what that next step is that we need to take. But I'm telling you, once you go through this book and you work through those steps and you you go to the, you know, and find these three things of financial fulfillment, you'll know. And I think that's really what makes financial fulfillment so different is this confidence knowing in our heart and our gut as individuals that our goals and values are unique. And that's Okay. Mm-hmm. that's what it's supposed to be. You know, when I came out and said I was going to buy my house with cash, I was called every name under the book, dumb idiot. I shouldn't be a money expert because I'm giving horrible advice. I should be investing the money instead. I'm losing out all this compound interest, but you know what? It didn't matter because I knew in my heart I was making the best financial decision for me and my family, and my unique goals, and what I was trying to accomplish with my life. Sometimes it, it doesn't matter if it makes number sense. You know what I mean? Sometimes it comes down to peace of mind. And that's something we can't put a value on. And that's what I was really fighting with my journey. And so, you know, my money, my way is giving yourself permission to say, you know what? My wants, values, and goals are unique to me and that's okay. And I'm going to fight like heck to get there
1: going to fight like heck to get there. You said a buzzword uh, that I want to touch on before I let you go today. And that buzzword is stability. For many people who are, you know, they're in this work now. They've recognized that they are willing to make a change. Maybe they're at the point where they've already articulated their why. They've got the sheets. They've got the highlighters. They're making progress on their journey they want to think about stability. What do you tell these people in terms of either, I would say, a budgeting tip or thinking long-term about how they can find a little bit of that stability when things do feel a little bit hectic?
0: Absolutely. Stability lives outside of just your emergency fund. Okay? I'm going to say that right now. I know a lot of financial experts say, Your emergency fund's all you need because unexpected things happen. An emergency fund is not enough. And the reason I say that is because it's only one option. Right. What brings stability to our lives? Options. And so I teach people in the book and I've been teaching it for years. What are some ways that we can create some other options in our lives to take care of expenses or maybe unplanned or unexpected expenses that pop up? Cause really that's what gives us the anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. When we can't pay for things or maybe we lose some income, maybe a spouse loses their job. It's, it's How do we create options without being backed into our corner to only use debt or emergency fund to pay for things? It's like creating a miscellaneous category in your budget. This is what I use for unplanned, unexpected expenses between my pay periods. Why? Because sometimes in life, unplanned, unexpected expenses pop up that don't fit into the category of using our emergency fund, right? Your emergency fund should be for true emergencies, but that's not real life. Those Mm -hmm. are the only expenses that pop up. Let's be real. You know, girlfriend calls and says, Hey, Miko, I'm in town. I haven't seen you in a year. I'd love to see you. Or it's your child coming to you saying, Mom, I forgot to tell you that I have this birthday party uh, tomorrow. Or it's your mom saying, I'm going to be in town. I'd love to get together with you. All these, or like an injury, right? Right, right. Or exactly, you know, like real life people, okay? And that lives outside of just our emergency funds. And then so my miscellaneous envelope, cash envelope, the category of my budget is an option I created for myself. My checking account cushion. As an all cash spender, I realized that sometimes I'm going to do online shopping. Mm -hmm. I realized that sometimes a bill might be bigger than what I expected it to be. Right. So having that cushion in there gives me peace of mind, knowing I don't have to worry about overdraft fees. And I have a little bit of a backup cushion to possibly use, maybe in an instant or scenario that pops up in my life. This is about ultimately giving ourselves a little bit of wiggle room because I do realize there are times where we are living on really strict budgets. Right. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. So it's looking at our, our spending and our budget and figuring out, OK, where do, where do I have a little bit of wiggle room where I could create possibly some more options like sinking funds, saving for a holiday or event? You are constantly pressured to use a credit card. Mm-hmm. There's so many little options that we can create to give us options, which then lead to a little bit more stability, taking care and being prepared for the unknown.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I learned a lot about that, especially when I went out and started being a contractor, a freelancer, being my own boss all the time. One of the biggest, most frequent questions that I get from other individuals who are interested in being an entrepreneur and going out on their own is, were you anxious about the lack of stability? And the answer to that question is, of course, yes. But when you're going out and being an entrepreneur and trying to find all these new opportunities it is up to you to figure out what that new version of stability looks like. Because stability for Emily, when she worked at Condé Nast and someone else was giving her a paycheck every other week was just that. It was the paycheck every other week. Now, my stability threshold or my you know view on stability, it's a little bit different, but I do have things that I have since put in place since going out on my own that make me know, hey, you're going to be okay okay no matter what's going on here no matter if a relationship shifts if a sponsor doesn't want to be on the show anymore whatever happens here you have done so many things xyz whatever to set yourself to be okay for for i would love to actually to to hear your advice perhaps for anyone who may be interested in making a similar shift
0: yeah absolutely you know i will be very honest Psst. Leaving my full-time job where I spent the last seven years studying and getting designations and getting accreditations and all these things, leaving all that behind and working for myself was the scariest thing I have ever done. I yeah. am not going to lie. It took me a year and a half to finally pull like the plug and actually go ahead and go through with it because it's but true. planning, right? Oh, planning. Absolutely. There was a year where I had to... For me, that stability meant savings, okay? I wanted to have a significant amount saved because like you said, when you are an entrepreneur, your income is not guaranteed, okay? It's not like working at eight to five where you are guaranteed a W-2 paycheck. And that's what, like you said, gives us that stability. So for me, like you said, I had to shift that and my stability meant now having a savings plan in place in case my business didn't make money. And still to this day that you know varying income in entrepreneurship is still very real and very scary. But I think I think that because you know I'm not going to lie there are some days where I'm like what if my business just no longer exists? It I, I think about that all the time, right? Because my business now is not just taking care of me, it's taking care of my kiddo. And that is what's scary. Um, And so I think that one is planning, making sure that you have a plan in place to maybe take care of some of that fluctuation that you're seeing with income. But not only that, I had to have a very uh, specific business plan in place before I felt comfortable leaving my job. And Mm -hmm. what that looked like was, you know, understanding my business spending, because it is very, for me, I felt like it was a little bit different than my personal spending. And so it was learning kind of how to tackle business finances from the very beginning, kind of like relearning. And so I spent a year building this business plan like, these are the expenses I'm willing to accept with the business. Mm -hmm. This is where our income is coming from. Okay, this is where I'm going to throw this income. Like, I had to have like all these buckets, savings buckets of like, hey, this is for product production. This is for, you know, marketing. This is for, I kind of had to r- learn all this as I went along. So I think that my number one tip is first to figure out what's happening with your business as far as income and expenses, but then figure out really what's realistic when it comes to leaving your full time job and working for yourself as far as creating that stability in your life. I have a lot of people who jump the gun and they go out and work for themselves and they realize, well, my business just isn't making enough, right? So it's kind of giving yourself time to realistically assess Mm -hmm. that jump.
1: Yeah. Really thinking about it before just going out on a whim. I feel like you know there's so many people you you will hear that say something like just trust your gut like it'll be fine and like i do feel as though like when you're literally between a rock and a hard place like more often than not you're going to figure out how to make it fine but from an emotional pov from like an anxiety pov i believe and i was just like you that if you put a certain amount of things in place and really think about where it is that you're going again going back to that why then that is the way to set yourself up for success when it comes to perhaps taking that step and going out and going out on your own. Wow. So much good stuff within here. I literally feel like I could just like talk to you for another hour. And again, this email is already mentally drafted in my mind. So stay tuned for that. But so amped about all these tips. So excited to just connect with you and hear about your passions and everything that you've got going on. Why don't you uh, fill us in one last time here? How do the Hurtlers follow along with you? How do they keep up with you? Give me all of your details.
0: Yes. So you can find me every day over on Instagram. This is where I share my real numbers, my real journey at the Budget Mon on Instagram. You can also follow us on YouTube where we have a ton of just in-depth video tutorials on walking through my philosophy, my budget by paycheck method, creating a plan of attack for your debt, your savings and investing goals. And then also you can order my new book, My Money, My Way, taking back control of your financial life at thebudgetmom.com forward slash my money, my way.
1: We love it. I am over at hurdle podcast and at Emily body, another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.